0: and welcome to episode 138 of Let's Play and today we are here with Patty and Shireen. Hello. Hi everybody
1: excited to be back on the podcast Um, and of course as always excited to talk about this episode. I've gotten really lucky at which episodes that I get to talk on so I'm ready let's do this.
2: Yeah and I'm back on the podcast as well I'm Shireen and it's my I think third time. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Second time on Let's Play. Let's go.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay. So we started off with a little recap. Um, we're just going to breeze through this where Vicky was, um, you know, having this like one-on-one session with Marshall. And when she held his hand, she seemed to get like a real glimpse into his struggles and his personality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as soon as we saw that, like I knew it was a lead up to, we're going to have more of that kind of content later on. In right. The
1: episode. Right. Um. I'm not going to go too deep with this, but I've always kind of wondered, um, what Mongi's purpose is with this like I know that it's it's to show us kind of the other side and see how they experience other people's emotions but I'm like is this empath or like we inserting a little bit of magic here like is she is she like witchy and she can (laughs) like is she having visions or is it just feelings and vibes
0: like let's discuss this when we get to the last part because I have I have questions on that also so okay yeah I was wondering the same (laughs) Yeah. So we'll save that because yeah, we have, we have what to say. So we open up in Sam's apartment. Sam is standing in front of the mirror, looking displeased. And weirdly enough, she has like a sheet over the mirror. Which she really doesn't like, want to look at herself. That's so sad. Like, I know. Um, I don't really have full length mirrors in my house. Like when I need to look at myself, I like jump onto the bathtub and I try to like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I sometimes even jump up and down so I can see more of myself. <laughs> but yeah but like that's sad that you don't like yourself so much that you don't even want to see yourself and you have to block the mirror yeah. they already have
1: yeah yeah and like this scene i know we're going to get a little more into it but i i really feel like sam is retreating back into her um her shy unsure self after that whole sexual encounter with charles which makes me kind of worried i'm like i i get it she's she's this is all new to her and so it's it's going to be hard for her to accept and hard for her to look at herself essentially and see herself as a a human that has sexual feelings um but i'm i'm a little worried that she's retreating this far back into her her insecurities I don't know. What do you ladies think?
2: Well, the thing that threw me up for the vibes I've been getting for the recent Mm -hmm. episodes, like here when she's insecure, Charles plays into it, you know, because Mm -hmm. she doesn't feel comfortable just throwing on a turtleneck. That's going to hide the bite mark because she's worried of what he's going to think and that he'll be upset that she didn't wear the clothes that he wants her to wear. And like, since we came back, I don't know if I just kind of like forgot about their dynamic or whatever, but since we came back, I've been like not so much on the ship anymore. I feel like I'm like dangling off the side, like trying to hold on. And like, oh, I don't know. Some things just feel
1: a little bit iffy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like I I have firmly been on that quote ship for quite some time. And the more that I kind of look back. And I, I know, here's the thing, like, I don't think that Charles has any ill will or ill intentions with, you know, his feelings for Sam. I, I don't think he wants to hurt her. We've kind of seen that where he went through that whole spiel of like trying to cool off in the pool, like, cause he can't stop thinking about mm-hmm. her. Um, so I'm glad that we have those little snippets into his mind that he really wants to, he wants to do this right. I I really do believe that, but he's got a lot of hangups and there's a lot of control factors here. And I think you hit the nail on the head because you know what, what she says next, she's like, this is so difficult. I need to wear something to hide this bite mark. But most of my turtlenecks are oversized and frumpy. And she says, Charles wouldn't think it looks professional. And that was like, that was super alarming to me. I'm like, that doesn't feel good (laughs) i'm like why like i I know she cares what other people think but you know this kind of takes it to another level because they've crossed that barrier into sexual activity
0: yeah which i'm back and forth so before i um before i did my reread of let's play for the Mm -hmm. season uh for the new season my impression of charles was a very very messed up guy who yeah is very domineering and pushes people Mm -hmm. and I thought the way that he treated Sam was very manipulative and I had a I liked him because I like people with those kinds of issues maybe but I like people with a certain number of issues (laughs) and I like complicated people but I was like okay this guy has issues and then when I reread it I saw that he was doing it to help her and I was like okay, this is yeah I still had that like okay this is a little Mm -hmm. bit of like the non-consensual in a way because he was like you know, doing it and hiding it from yeah. her. So I was like, but, but I saw that he was doing it for her. And then in this season, I feel like he's been, we've been showing that he's been super respectful to her. And he's like, you know, mm-hmm. you take the lead. Um, I want you to feel good. Right. And I was like, okay. You know, Charles, you're redeeming yourself. But I do think that because of their personalities, they can have potential to lead into unhealthy things. And I talked about this oh, yeah. think, before with couples, they have mm-hmm. They have traits that click together and those same traits click together in a healthy way and an unhealthy way. Mm, and right. about like my husband and I dynamic, my husband wanted someone to do everything for him. I'm the kind of person who likes to do everything and have no one tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And that was a good click and a bad click because it was, <laughs> you know, it addressed both of our needs, but we both have to work on that. Like it, it's also it's also our greatest failing where I had to be in control and he didn't mm-hmm. do enough. So couples i can see them clicking together mm-hmm. and it would work for them because sam is kind of shy and she has always been told what to do by all the domineering people around her right so it's understandable that she would click with someone like him but can't unless they learn to you know balance it, it out down, they will end up in an unhealthy dynamic so
1: right right and i yeah. think we're kind of veering in that direction a little bit i don't yes. know
0: i I think that given what's been happening now, we're going to have Charles escape to England and Marshall's going to come into play, but what's Mm going to happen after that, like, I don't know. So I don't know. I
2: don't love the idea of Marshall, like, you know, like, oh, Sam and Charles don't work out. So now she's on to man number three like at this point I almost want Sam to just be single <laughs> like you know be kind of free and be the world or something like that you know because I yeah. think Marshall's such a great friend but mm, I don't feel it either I don't know I'm like I'm I'm just floating in the sea and all of the ships are like yeah. around me like <laughs> I don't, like, I don't which know one which one to, to hang
1: pick. on to yeah Yeah. i one of the things i will say that i and i've talked with some friends about this that i appreciate about let's play that i don't see a lot in other comics is that it really gives sam the ability to kind of explore her sexuality without being locked down to any one person you know so often with these romance comics there's like the one person that you are destined to be with and the entire comic is the process of you two getting together and And like, don't get me wrong, those have their place and they definitely satisfy a need out there in the fiction community, but that's not real life. Real life is people, you know, like, and I'm not saying that for everybody. Okay. I just want to be clear about that. Like everybody has their kind of ways of doing things, but like, how many people do you know that have like been with one person and one person only and never dated around it's it's in our culture it's like (laughs) few and far between like and and like I said there's there's nothing wrong with you know being that you're my one person for forever that's beautiful that's gorgeous and I want some like that that's everywhere right in in movies in in comics I I need something I want to see something where somebody makes the decision on their own and they just kind of play the field. And, and I think we have the potential to have that with this comic. Sorry, I'll step off my soapbox, but no, <laughs> I just, I need to see that. I, 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 I want her to get different experiences before she decides what she wants yeah. to do. And I want her to have some single time. I think that's great
2: yeah no but don't apologize for like you know talking and everything because I mean for me that's why I started falling in love with this podcast because Mm -hmm. I can read you know I can just read the web tune and come to my own conclusions but it's so nice to have these kind of ventures and to Mm -hmm. hear people's like opinions and departures from the story and right I really like it (laughs) right oh goodness
0: I think also, I like that it's, you know, realistic because every relationship will have its complexities and mm-hmm. every relationship will have, will have its downsides. Like there's no one person that you're going to end up with who's going to be perfect for you. And it's always going to be you know, and people go through like, for sure, my husband and I, we went through areas like years of toxicity as well. Like we mm-hmm. went through years where we were each using our worst sides of ourselves and, you know, we adjust, we go back and forth, we we write, better, you know, like mm-hmm. I think it's normal to have. You know a relationship where you have to work on things and you ruin, grow ruin so I yeah realistic it's not like oh you find someone and then it's love and bliss forever <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man but we know we've seen that in comics where it's like you get a
0: little bit of conflict
1: getting up to that point but then the couple gets together and it just ends and I'm like well
0: what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's not <laughs> where real life ends mm-hmm. Yep, I have I have lots to say on that and I've um yeah sorry <laughs> No, no, no. It's, it's one of my biggest things because in terms of storytelling, right, mm-hmm. people like to end with a, a good resolution. Like the story has to have an it. Right. And I think it's normal and reasonable, but mm-hmm. that's why I like in certain, there's certain series that I've read where it goes through, like after they meet and it goes through mm-hmm. like their married life or their coupled life, whatever it is. And I yeah. love that because, you know, and then every book kind of has its own, you know, you know, beginning and problem climax, whatever a good story mm-hmm. needs to have, but it proceeds after the relationship. And I just, love right. right.
2: Right. I mean, this is also why fan fiction happened, right? Like not even just online yeah. popular line, but like fan fiction in general. I remember it with Harry Potter back in my young days. Oh, so, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, like even before we had the like canon couples or whatever, it's just mm-hmm. like, but what's going to happen? And what would like Harry's life be like after? And I was always like, okay, everything, like everything people are writing is unrealistic. This guy mm-hmm. has so much trauma. <laughs> he would not be okay. He right, be right. Okay. Unless you can like go to magic
1: therapy and they're just like, <laughs> magic like oh God, magic school <laughs> Take therapy. A potion, your
0: problems will be solved.
1: Yeah. yeah, oh God. I wish it worked that way, ladies. My job would be so much easier. but Well, you would not. be almost
2: out of a job, I suppose, I know. but it wouldn't be, I mean, it would be a bad thing for you, but I
1: guess, for the world. <laughs> I, I would have to become a potions master. That would be my life. I mean, that'd be pretty cool, though. <laughs> i'll take it
2: i'll take it la potion orada
0: <laughs> yes 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 That's
1: oh it. my god
0: <laughs> oh sharon
1: you kill me
2: <laughs> i love that we are like two panels in. I know.
0: <laughs> well it was relevant it was relevant yeah <laughs> All right. So we have knock, knock. And she's like, oh, she jumped. He's already here. No time to change now. And yeah, she's very anxious. Yeah. which mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So he opens the door and he's like, good morning, Samira. She blushes. She got, she kind of like grabbed Bowser to put in front of her as a she saw that. Comes,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. I put that in my notes. I was like, look at the barrier she's creating between the two of them. And like Bowser this entire time, he's like the only one who's like super happy and like, yay. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> person is here. Oh God! I I think it also might be a little mini reminder that while we're going through a tough time with Charles and Sam, that you know, for for me, like dogs can feel vibes too, and I think mm. he sees the good in Charles. So uh, yeah. I'm I'm trying to hang on to that part.
2: I mean, are you I, also sad that the I, helmet hair is back?
1: Yeah, <laughs> not a fan. I like messy Charles
0: i know right it's he looks so much better with the with the nice you know whatever yeah. wildish wild it's not yeah. really wild but <laughs> yeah he's he's back to contained controlled charles um, yeah, I mean, and then they're going to work so he, he kind of has to have that yeah. back on um yeah which to me is like the whole work dynamic is i don't know when we'll get it, we're discussing about i'm i don't know how I, I don't know how that would be managed like
1: oh god no <laughs>
0: Like,
1: well, and, and here's the funny thing. And I don't know what it is, but like in my line of work, for some reason, there are at least the agency that I worked for before there were at least like two or three, like couples that ended up, like they met at the agency, they decided to get married. And I'm like, I don't know how the hell y'all do that because I would not want to work with my spouse. I love him dearly, but I know (laughs) I work with my boyfriend
2: we oh met do you boss. okay yes. so how do
1: you manage that I'm curious well so we met
2: we were both training at the very uh-huh. beginning so we went through like the whole process together yeah um and I'm just established which means like I'm done with my training mm-hmm. he's still in training um so that already adds an interesting dynamic <laughs> oh but um I mean I quite like it because I work a very specific job that is insanely hard to explain to people who don't know it. Uh, and so for us like we work in different well I don't know if you know Patty but I'm a um, air traffic controller.
0: Ah. Yeah. I yeah. Know. That's oh, extremely no?
1: complex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're just yep, watching a movie likely. with wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you would appreciate this. My husband and I were just watching the latest Michael Hausman movie where he is an air traffic controller. And Michael Hausman is a Dutch actor. So there we go. Oh.
2: I should check out that movie. I've never heard of it.
0: You know, it's like 0022 or something. That's what it's called.
2: Wait, maybe I have heard of it. I'll, I'll ask Ian later. I, I remember something, a movie title with numbers that had to do with work. <laughs> <laughs> ah. so there we go. But um, anyway, yeah. So basically we work in sectors, which means like different airspace, like he does Dutch airspace, I do German airspace. So it's not like we work literally side by side uh-huh. but often you know we'll have each other on the phone and it'll be like hey can you take this plane like this and this and he's like sure or you know so sometimes it's a bit awkward because mm. he'll call or whatever I'm like that's weird okay yeah sure whatever do it yeah. you know and then we go home and it's like yeah why did you do this weird thing it's like no it's oh. not weird it's because of blah blah, blah. and you're like mm, okay um <laughs> but I think it's great because mm-hmm. well first of all I'm a shift worker and I think being with a partner that doesn't work shifts would be like quite difficult mm-hmm. um, and then also just I love that I can tell him about what happened at work and he would understand
1: yeah but, I can see that
2: and, yeah but I don't know how it is with like obviously no you know if you're working like an office job although I mean for mm-hmm. her with with gaming and things like that I think it could be also interesting if he kind of would know a little bit but I don't think he knows lots of like the technicalities about it at all right right um the and then plus I mean she works he dying, as right, but... <laughs> yeah like they're working literally side by side and so that I could yeah that I could not imagine that's why we particularly asked to be put in separate sectors so that we would have different sets of colleagues you know even though mm-hmm. it like overlaps but for right. the most part, you work the same job but in different areas.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. See, and at my office, it was like you work the same type of job. Like obviously, they would never be in a situation where one person was the boss and the underling. But, mm. but like I just personally, I love the fact that my husband and I we work two totally different jobs. And I think it may be just be my personal occupational hazard because I just for the life of me cannot see two therapists living and breathing in the same space and not analyzing each other all the time i'm like that would drive me crazy like i want to hear what's up
2: Do you ever like analyze
1: him? Does he get bothered if
2: you do it? Or is he like, it's so good that you have this insight.
1: (laughs) I, I think I've talked about this before, but it's, it's a delicate balance because, you know, sometimes he'll ask me, he's like, okay, I want your opinion on this. Tell me what you think. And I'm like, all right, all right. You know, of course we have to maintain boundaries because I can't use my professional skills on someone that I know and love. Uh, Same thing with friends and things like that. You have to have those boundaries or it just gets muddy and ugly very quickly. Um, and it can be used to manipulate people and you really just don't want to fall into that. Um, but really most of the time I'm just like, okay, I'm going to tell you, this is your wife. I'm not in therapist mode. Like I literally, when I get home from work, I have to like I get out of my work clothes. I go straight into my PJs so that I can mentally like get out of that space Mm -hmm. um, so that I'm not doing those things with him. But yeah, there, there's been a couple of times where I get that you're doing it again kind of thing. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll pull back. So we, (laughs) we have to have a lot of good communication in regards to that so that I'm not like being the overbearing therapist wife, but having two people like that in the same house, like, no, I'm sorry. It's just a bad idea. Some people make it work. I am not one of those people
2: well it's good you've already uh, found someone else then
1: (laughs) yes he can tell me all day long about his engineering projects I'm totally fine with Mm -hmm. that let's talk about something else
0: (laughs) (laughs) so anyway Charles Charles looks quite happy to see her like you can tell Mm -hmm. he has a smile on his face he's eager like it makes him happy to see her yeah and he's like I trust you rested well over the weekend yeah I did I spent most of it gaming online with my friends and we're like Mm-hmm. Well, i was like looking at his reaction to see if he's like you know is he dying does he do yeah. show any clue <laughs> but he doesn't seem to uh he doesn't seem to indicate anything
2: but this, sorry just, i don't want to interrupt you again but i just i noticed this because she this time she admitted to spending her time gaming whereas mm-hmm. last time she was hiding it from him so you know good True. communication here we come
0: okay okay <laughs> honest yeah. She did pause you're right she did pause before she said it but she said it mm-hmm. and also he already knows right because she you know she said uh you know she said she was you know missed the raid and he was like don't, you don't have to be embarrassed so yeah, yeah it's a progress right so it's a mixed bag right progress retreat whatever and he uh he pets bowser like were they understanding of your absence they didn't really ask good are you ready to leave for work um, so, so right. that part like sorry I, I'm
1: just gonna add on really quickly so the yeah, part yeah. where he says good after she says they didn't really ask I'm like that made me bristle a little bit I was yeah. like what you don't want her friends to know about you like I know he's very controlled and right. trying to keep things on the DL right but I'm just like ooh, sorry like my my inner like healthy relationships therapist mind was like ooh." I don't like that. Yeah. Charles
0: Like, does he plan on never letting anyone know? Does he plan on it being just sex and then I'm leaving? Like what's what is he thinking? But I was wondering.
2: uh I was wondering how intentional the good is. You know, if it's like actually like, oh good, they didn't ask about me and you didn't Uh have to tell them anything. Or was it just like, okay, good. You know, like it's just this like, oh, did they mind? You know, kind of more like Uh polite conversation yeah maybe? I mean it's Where... entirely
1: possible that I'm just reading too much into it but I don't know for some reason like with and and I didn't really bristle at it until my second read through after I had already gone through yeah. the end of the episode so maybe that's influencing it
0: it's also possible that he's saying good because he knows that Sam isn't ready to share
1: like, true Sam is
0: super shy, so maybe true possibly he was thinking for her rather than him mm-hmm yeah. But but yeah, I do wonder what his thoughts are, like, what does he plan? Uh, Sam doesn't know, and he doesn't know. I don't think either of them are really too planned out about the future, you know? Mm-hmm. So. And it's like, are you ready to leave for work? We should have enough time for a stop for a coffee if you'd like. That'd be great. Thanks. And, you know, Scratch, be a good boy Bowser. She's not really looking him in the eye. She's blushing. She's yeah. Shy, <laughs> you know? Probably she's probably thinking about everything they did together and like not sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and she put down Bowser, which was kind of her armor to be able to look him in the eye. And now it's like, okay, my armor's gone. All right. Now we got to go to work. Now I got to face the music.
0: And she brushes her clothing and like doesn't look at him and says, sorry about my clothes, Charles. I know you don't like it when I dress frumpy for work. And she, you know, stammers, but I didn't have a lot of options. And Charles looks up and tells her, you know we have this full profile where she looks really cute and mm-hmm. she says, I don't see any problem, Sam, but why do you not have many options? Is there a problem with your wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, he's, gosh, like I didn't have a lot of clothes to wear to cover the mark on my neck. Right. And- And is Mark still there yet? And he's like, show me, which also I'm like, I would never ever be with a guy who said something like that. Show me. No, 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 no. You say, please can I see? You don't say show me. Well,
1: and and like part of me was like, okay, Charles, back the fuck up, man. (laughs) Like she don't have to show you nothing. (laughs) Like I was a little like upset with him for saying that. And like he was like very direct in this conversation yeah yeah and and i think like you know after you know going through the the entire episode it makes sense why he would say this but you know at the same time I'm like dude nah nah back it up a little bit because you know if she doesn't want to show you she doesn't have to um but the but the next panel sam's like oh my <laughs> <laughs> like are, are we getting frisky again and i'm like okay all right I'll cool my jets
0: oh you're placating placating my sexual innuendo right clearly clearly
1: because like because like oh my god the little skulls and the hearts in the background I'm
0: (laughs) dead but she's excited at the same time
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and so of course Charles is like I'm not trying to be provocative Samara (laughs) sure you are dude sure you are
0: somebody's having this flashback and I don't know if it's him or her I think it's yeah him. and he's like I remember how hard I bit you and seeing a mark will allow me to better understand how quickly you heal because in the future I'll know how hard to bite you <laughs> yeah it's so technical yes. I was like I
2: didn't like this part at all I was like he's like I used to number three bite strength or whatever <laughs> and I'll have to use number two because like, like dude do you have like a jaw calculator <laughs> like well in this rose of passion you're not like oh i must bite her just a little bit less
1: hard right right. well and there's part of me that's like is this his really awkward way of trying to flirt like i plan to do it again kind of thing and i don't want to get too intense with you next time i'm like and and granted like i know based on the interactions they had at his house like there's more to it than just the sex piece you know like i think both of them have feelings and they're both really restrained with knowing what to do with them and so I do think he has planned like not like written out plans or anything but I do think he wants to explore things with her a little bit um but I'm like dude okay that's a very strange way to say it
0: (laughs) yeah not romantic at all I know but you know I think that makes sense because he is just like as we see throughout this whole episode he just controls his emotions and he doesn't want to let that out so he's just like you said he's going to be all technical about it and it is weird but (laughs) yeah that's
1: that's just his very reserved Welsh way I guess (laughs) I don't know if the Welsh are known for their tact (laughs) I wouldn't know anything about that you would probably know more than I would Sharon
0: I finally, by the way, after like weeks of saying that I would look up a Welsh accent, I finally did look up a Welsh accent. I looked up some Welsh also, like the language. And I was like, okay, interesting. Um, so the Welsh people, when they talked like British, like English, they sounded British. Like I didn't see, I didn't hear like a, it wasn't like a Scottish accent or anything, but then they spoke Welsh and Welsh was like a whole different language. So mm-hmm. it was interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, she's like, I'm sorry. It's like, why are you sorry? It isn't your fault that you bruise easily. I know, but I don't know. I don't know why she's embarrassed. She's just always apologizing for something she really doesn't need to apologize for.
1: Yeah, golly. It, like like I said, she's very much retreated back into her insecurities after this encounter. Yeah. So, and, and I think kind of like the harsh light of day, I have to go to work. We have to be seen together. And, you know, I, I don't want anyone to think any less of me. Cause I mean, anybody who's gone to work with a hickey like there's only so many ways you can cover the damn thing up (laughs) yeah I feel like
2: I feel like her embarrassment changed here though like initially when she was trying to cover it up I'm like it's new for her but it's also Mm -hmm. pretty normal you know like I've had it before I was just like (laughs) you know I have it yeah you're gonna hide it you know or like when it would be my first or whatever that I would be like embarrassed about it
1: Right, right. But
2: I feel like the way he approached it and he was like, show me, and you bruise easily, and blah, 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 you know, yeah. that made her feel almost like a guilty kind of embarrassment for having the hickey. Whereas before, right. it was more of like a, ooh, I did something I shouldn't have. So I have a hickey, and I was like, oh, like the person that was involved in this thing happening doesn't mm-hmm. seem happy that it happened, like that it showed up on my skin, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, in the next panel, He's sweating bullets when she shows him. Like, that's a
0: guilty face. Guilty? I, I was wondering, because he looks away and he's, like, blushing. I thought it was, like, he was sexually enticed and he was just, like, had to control himself.
1: And maybe Maybe a little bit that, but I think also you know he's he's in reserved Charles mode right he's in I must contain I must restrain and like I'm still thinking back to him having to spend half the day at the pool swimming laps because he feels like he's losing his control right and you know this is the evidence he can't refute it he can't ignore it it's there Um, and he asked to see it so I think it's a combination I, I think like there's part of him that's secretly turned on by this and there's part of him that's like jesus i went too far
2: yeah
0: huh. well and he immediately like he's like he doesn't even talk about it he's, like we should go change we the to, subject like, yeah and sam you know sam kind of like pauses because she was expecting him it seems to say something or to continue mm-hmm. that topic but he ain't ready yeah <laughs> uh-uh. Oof.
1: oh boy then the friends come in. Wait, is this my part? Yeah, <laughs> yes. My okay. We switch. scene and we are at the
2: daily grind, and we see Victoria and Angela. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and well, Vicky looks the same as always, um, just like the Let's Play Brock. And then Angela is not looking very happy. And I didn't even, I didn't even immediately realize that this was uh, Dallas and something. <laughs> Yeah, first I just I, went too, through, I anyway. was like, sure. But yeah, it's Dallas um, mm-hmm. standing behind the counter, and he's like, what? Oh, and then. <laughs> hilarious. He's this such a shit. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's
1: like what 15 or something right yeah yeah he's he's typical like he has a bad boy image that was like in my notes when we were going through this section but uh, um like he has a bad boy image to uphold and i just think he latches on to that rather than you know being himself i know there's a heart of gold in there somewhere i'm sure there is he's in a tough
0: he's in a tough age for anybody yeah he lost his father and so mm-hmm. yeah. full sympathy for dallas he can be an <laughs> asshole for a few years <laughs> True. You know? we'll give you yeah. a pass bro it's as long okay as he
2: grows out of it you know mm-hmm. there's still hope <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah angela is not <laughs> feeling kindly towards him she says did nope. d think her score on wealth was too high and decided to butt a health risk oh to put a health risk behind the counter
1: and
0: he's like, like a well i'm not getting that
1: it's it's okay. like
0: um like uh, Yelp? Yelp. Oh okay, I get it, you got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's the webtoon yeah. version of <laughs> brand name. Okay.
2: Yes. Uh and then we have <laughs> this beautiful teenager. I was caught like doing crimes or whatever. <laughs>
1: oh my god. <gosh>. Crimes. <laughs> That's so
0: hard. It's pretty, by it's the, the way. With it. Yeah. Crimes is I mean, stealing toilet paper is pretty mild. So like I feel like I don't know. I feel like he, he just made it sound worse than it was. But I think it's on purpose. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If
2: I go to the skate park and my homies are there, and they're like, why are you working at the coffee shop? I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing crime, you know? Like, I wouldn't be like I was stealing toilet paper rolls to make, like, my mock-up statue or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of like, not that I want to, like, dive into gang culture, but one of the things we see a lot with gang culture is they want to go to prison because it gives them street cred. So, you know, this is kind of his like, I gotta uphold my image I'm and my street cred, and I was doing crimes, so now I'm doing the time.
2: I guess. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. But he's totally acting like he has any kind of control over yeah. the situation. He says, and Dee said she didn't want to get the cops involved, so I'm here to keep her quiet.
1: <laughs> Yay, sure you are, dude. Mm-mm. Yeah,
2: it's effing bullshit.
1: <laughs> oh, whatever. You know that d could like make that boy shut his mouth just with her words alone like yeah. she is mama bear she will she yeah, she no don't take anybody's shit <laughs> yeah yeah he so he's he's totally like this is all bravado this is teenage yeah. uh fussy bravado
2: yeah um but apparently this is not a great solution
1: <laughs> clearly so not <laughs> and
2: he says Dallas come on it's the morning rush get out of the way he's like I don't have anything to do and then Link says Dee asked you to empty the uh, trash upstairs and then I think yeah I think that's Dallas then right on the right he says I okay. already took care of it so Link says then go sweep the patio just get out from behind the counter oh god <laughs> so, yeah this was maybe not helpful for, for D and
1: oh i know uh,
2: She says, yeah she says, guys please try to keep it together till after our um rush hour well we'll iron out things in a bit okay
1: oh god i felt so much for d in this moment like i don't know if you ladies have ever managed people before but like oh my god when you have two people on a team that don't get along or they're getting persnickety with each other it's the world's biggest cat fight ever yeah. and it's just like jesus christ you two
0: just do your job And I feel, I mean, I'm an older, I'm the oldest in my family and I, I see like my bossiness in Link and Mm -hmm. it's like, ouch, like now that I'm a little bit like a think more mature and understanding, I'm like, Link, you're running over Dallas. You're not letting, you're not respecting his autonomy. You're not respecting his personality. You're treating him like a baby, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah, but this is what older siblings do. And Link also has a lot of pressure and he feels responsible for him. He's, he is parentifying himself. Mm -hmm. And, but at the same time, you know, he's disrespecting Dallas. So <laughs> it's not so great. Yeah. Right.
1: Oh Lordy. <laughs> Bless yeah, it.
2: Everyone's struggling with this <laughs> setup. Um I,
1: I do appreciate the comic relief that it gives because we just got through a really tense scene. So it was very well placed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> well, I love that this is included because like we were talking about how a lot of webtoons are like about romance and it's not so frequent to get sibling relationships but sibling relationships yeah. are a huge part of our life mm-hmm. and I just love how this comic is just widespread it has the parent relationship it has the sibling relationship it has friends and it's yeah. not just romance it's wide it's realistic and I love it I'm really mm-hmm. I think it's great <laughs>
2: yeah and it's nice to have the side characters back like we didn't see them in a long time
0: yeah
1: and this has some potential because you know this is this is kind of sam's found family right this is you know like she's got her dad who's overbearing and controlling and like just just being a papa bear right mom who's like flying all over the world doing her own thing so like this is you know this is her home base this is where she's most comfortable and i love that she took charles here she's like yeah. testing the waters a little bit like
2: yeah so
1: she's she's not so so I guess like maybe I need to take back my my reservations from earlier about her like retreating a little bit because this is kind of risky taking him there
0: right she but is it not it. maybe
2: also the only coffee place that she knows or feels comfortable
0: going into fair enough fair <clears throat> enough oh see, she's she's not completely- inexperienced like i'm sure she knows another at least one other coffee shop or she could ask charles to take them to one mm-hmm. but yeah i do i do agree i think maybe this was a way of like getting the people she trusts to meet right so she can get their opinion on him mm-hmm.
2: hmm. fair yeah well the first one to see them is d and she says oh hey sam and then sam says morning d everything all right yeah just some growing pains <laughs> <laughs> you don't say this is my manager, Charles. And Charles, this is my friend, D. She owns this shop. A pleasure to meet you, D. Yeah, nice to meet you too.
1: <laughs> so oh, much just, like
2: polite conversation. Just
1: very like <clears throat> surface level, polite conversation. She introduces him as her manager. Like, yeah. not even on a personal level at all. Not at even a point. friend. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: And then basically, they go through the order. What would you like to mm-hmm. order? The usual Sam, yes, please. And for you, Charles, a regular coffee, please. And then we've <laughs> got her girlfriends butting in. Mm-hmm. And Angela says, Morning, Sam. And she's like, Oh, hey, you two. So from her, Oh, hey, I mean, it sounds like maybe she wasn't sure they would be there, but.
1: Right, right. Um, it seems like they mostly
2: are when she's yeah. there too.
1: Yeah, well, and, and it's like that's kind of their meetup spot. That's where they hang out and they they see each other. So I mean, the the likelihood is high. Yeah. Um, but oh goodness,
0: <laughs> this is the test, y'all. This is yeah. where it gets intense. <laughs>
1: um, so
2: I didn't hear where my cutoff point is. So did you guys oh. just let me know? Yeah, um, just
0: continue on until like Vicki meets Charles. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Angela says you were up really late last night running dungeons with that Dion guy. <clears throat> and Sam goes yeah he's he he? a lot of fun mm,
1: I know I'm still <laughs> very curious about this man like I want to know more like he just happens to look like the dude from her dreams like <laughs> Especially
0: in a video game they don't like yeah. real people <laughs> like okay okay oh. um, you guys weren't on the podcast with him when, I, when we did that episode right no, it was
2: yeah, but it was a sure. really rushed one. Yeah,
0: we only had like thirty yeah. minutes to do it. Right, right, right. That's true. Yeah, that was one. Yeah, okay. Well, so guys, so I guess Patty, do you have opinions on mm-hmm. who he is? <sighs> Part of me thinks like it could be Marshall,
1: but then again, I think Marshall would be very like, "Hey, this is me. How's it going?" I'm like, but I don't. I don't know. Like, this is Unless just like been. a wrench in the spokes yeah uh, oh oh maybe it's ben you it might ben be right Marshall. about that yes yes but i think because we've seen the back and forth of him struggling between his martial law personality versus who he really is mm. that maybe he would dial it back a little bit to be ben in this instance <laughs> which uh might might feed the uh the uh the uh um what's the what's the ship name help me out here for Marshall and Sam smash smash thank you can tell I was never a smasher but (laughs) (laughs) but uh no I I'm very curious about who it is and maybe it's somebody else altogether that just happens to look like the conglomeration of every single one of her love interests
2: Yeah I think it might like it might help further Sam's journey maybe Mm -hmm. even if it's not like a love interest or someone we already know. Right right. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah basically she helped him with min-maxing his class. I don't
0: even know what that is. (laughs) All night.
1: (laughs) I I don't know what that means either. I'm not a gamer. I'm just gonna assume that it's something really involved and she was up all night with this new guy so clearly they have a lot in common
2: yeah <laughs> she's fluent in Shakespearean um, <laughs> now. And, and then Angela says who is this guy in suspenders and uh, Sam says his name is Charles and he's my manager <clears throat> and I had not realized that she hadn't actually talked to them about Charles at all like really you yeah know, it's like I yeah. thought they would know his name at least
1: yeah because she shared a lot with them about her experiences with Link when she was kind of going through those weird feelings for him um but you know that was also happening during the time that she was getting to know Charles and so I think he got overshadowed by the situation with Link because yeah. they know Link they don't know Charles um but yeah, this is, this is where I think we start to broach that topic.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think so. Angela says the only thing that they know about him so far, which is, isn't mm-hmm. he the guy who had you get his coffee for him? And so I was like, no, he didn't do that, Angela. But mm-hmm. of course, that's what she latches on to.
1: <clears throat> oh,
0: yeah.
2: I told you, I bought him a coffee as a gift. He's made it clear I'm not supposed to wait on him. And then she says, I just don't want him to take advantage of you, Sam. Yeah,
0: they're, they're very protective <laughs> of her. Yes, yeah, they are. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be so hard for her when she tells them about who he is. Yeah, you know?
1: for sure. Especially, you know, and and I try to take this with a grain of salt because Angela is obviously on the default of like men are pigs, scum of the earth, get away <laughs> from my friend, unless I know you personally. Because like she didn't necessarily feel that about Link. And I think, you know, of course, we know that Angela has her own feelings about Link. Um but you know it's just her kind of default mode is don't trust this guy who is he what's
0: his purpose you he he had you get him coffee once I already don't like him I think honestly, <laughs> even the suspenders kind of put him apart she probably thinks suspenders yeah. are I don't know pretentious or something yeah.
1: yeah my husband
0: actually discussed suspenders and it's so perfect for him yeah
1: so he's, yeah he's funny and so I, I think it's a totally question
0: why do oh, men? Not stay up unless you have a belt or suspenders. Like, why don't you build it so it actually stays on? Like, why does it but have they to? They don't have... have a.
1: They don't have a booty.
0: But they don't have hips don't either. Have, I don't um But my <laughs> my skirts are not all on my waist. My skirts are on my hip. Also, I don't get it. <laughs> but but then I mean
1: they're very I, straight. I think we just yeah,
2: I think we have like more. I mean, not all women, obviously, but more. I don't know. Just there's more shape there, you know. Like even mm-hmm. if you're not like a curvaceous woman or whatever um I think there's just more there and like there's just I think for men it's very hard to have like an actual booty like I think you have to train for that (laughs) (laughs) you know to have an actual booty I don't know (laughs)
0: yeah
1: there's there's not much there for the pants to hang off of so and and I think like it it also it becomes fashion to because like the suspenders are are now something that people look at as being professional and and all that fun stuff. Because he's not wearing a suit jacket. Maybe it's summer and it's too, way too hot to be wearing a suit jacket. But um, I think it also like in this case, it serves to highlight the status difference and also reminding us of the age difference between Sam and Charles. Um, so I think that may also be another reason why angela's bristling a little bit at him like i don't know about this guy because i i truly wonder like if they had say met him the time that they went out to that pub just for dinner where he was very relaxed and casual wear his hair was just kind of messy and falling over his eyes and that oh god i love that um (laughs) bring messy charles back (laughs) but Definitely. I wonder if her her perception of him would have been different you know because that seems to be more relaxed like obviously this Charles is very well put together it's very you know packaged if you will um so I th- and I think she just has a really like default position of suspicion yeah. with men
2: but unless you know that there's something more between Sam and Charles mm-hmm. like he's kind of inconsequential right like, True. oh it's my manager we ran into each other in front of the coffee shops So now we're both getting coffee you know it's just like yeah okay whatever he looks like a douche but you know like why would she yeah. care right beyond just being like i don't want to know him
1: mm-hmm. well they are very protective like mindy was saying so maybe yeah. it's just like who are you what are your intentions towards my my friend <laughs> oh god
2: well do you want to take over here patty yeah For i can take over meeting something.
1: Yeah. So this is the part where Vicky and this is this is where we're reminded of her ability. Um she says, "Hi Charles, it's nice to meet you." And she waves and then she shakes his hand like you would in social settings. And uh she has this really like sharp reaction to his aura. Um and then we get flashbacks to when Charles was, you know, discovering his wife presumably cheating on him um i don't i don't think the vicky actually sees what's going on here because that would be really weird but i think maybe she's getting like the
0: vibes and the feeling from it so we go that's that's like there's no way she could be getting these specific scenes unless this goes into the realm of fantasy which let's play right like a fantasy right
2: maybe kind of a late stage to introduce
1: it (laughs) I'd like to properly introduce it, you know, like is Vicky a magical witch who can just understand all the things? But yeah, I think I think you know, going back to it and what we've been talking about, I think she's just highly empathic and she gets vibes from people. And Charles has a lot of weird vibes, right? Um, so you know, he's giving off this like insecure vibe first of all because we're paneling through all of this stuff with his ex-wife Gwen um and clearly it's distressing to to vicky like it's not it's not something she feels good about um and she experienced that with marshall so you know i at first i was like ah you know this could be just like it's hard to feel negative emotions right they're hard to to get that feeling off of you you know and then we skip to the the um scenes where Charles and Sam are getting it down (laughs) and uh but she sees it from a very different light I think like they're experiencing it from a different light um maybe this feels uh, a little bit predatory to Vicky but if she's seeing it from his point of view right
2: Mm -hmm. I mean would he think of himself that he's predatory or would he maybe just like if it's a negative emotion would it just be like this loss of control yeah which I also I forgot that these two panels were in there so we were just Mm -hmm. saying like oh is it magic or not or whatever I don't know like what is she actually feeling does she now know that they hooked up
0: just from shaking his hand I don't know but I mean, okay, so what, what could be is mm-hmm. sometimes that when you see two people together, if you're good friends with them, sometimes you could tell, like, despite the, how they look at each other, you could tell they're, like, have a thing going on. So yeah. that could be, like, within the realm of reason. And I think that, I don't know if it really comes from shaking the hand, but let's just, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But you see that she now, so I, I was just curious, I don't know how she reacts. I think what, what she does now is she lifts her eyes up and she opens her eyes for Vicky level, right? And mm-hmm. she, I think that she does that to, <laughs> to to kind of like evaluate him and see like yeah. hey wait I think he has a thing going on with my friend like what are his, like you said what are his intentions what's he like what is he what right, is he right his purpose and she then she gasps and you can continue. Yeah and so she
1: gasps and then we look up and this whole panel it's just extremely ominous there's a bunch of the um like I don't know the way to like put it but like the personified emotions. The
0: What's
1: up? I think she calls an emoticons. Emoticons. So the emoticons are all chained up. There's many, many, many of them, um, and it says the word "bound" as she's this, sensing this. This is this,
2: was, this? I saw it. not the uh, good kind.
1: Yeah, yeah. This this was bad because I'm like, okay, what are we trying to say with this panel? Like, we, we all know that Charles is very controlled, very, um, like, trying to stay put together, but he has a lot of demons
0: in his closet. I think it's showing that yeah, all of his emotions are locked down, that he doesn't, mm-hmm. and they also all have the suspenders, you know, chains as well, so it's mimicking him. Ah. But, oh, my
2: God, I didn't even pick up on that.
0: Yeah, I think wow. that he's just, he's he's become, like, ever since that incident, he locked down everything. lock it up Yeah, all of his emotions not just like the sexuality and the friendship but like everything
1: yeah and and when i saw this panel like i'm not gonna lie like i was like holy shit this goes deeper than we ever thought because sure of course he would have you know tightened emotions because of what happened to him and he's trying to control himself the best way he he knows how but this is like this is what i would call a cesspool of festering emotions that are being held back this is this makes me worried for sam and the reason i say this um because as we go as we go through these next panels we move along clearly this is extremely distressing to vicky you know and she flinches as she's holding his hand and then we see one of the chains coil around charles's arm and it approaches vicky like a snake like i literally got like a very like snake-like image and she yanks her hand back yeah in fear and the first thing that came to my mind when i read this you know it's the reason why I think this goes so much deeper than just him controlling his emotions. Um, there was uh, something that one of my friends had posted on Facebook and it was a quote that says, if someone is afraid of hurting you, it's not empathy. It's a warning. And we've known that this whole time that Charles is, he's trying very hard to, to be mindful of Sam and to, to, to keep his himself in check but it he knows he has the potential to hurt her he knows he has the potential to um to do things wrong and yeah. i think he's very very afraid of that and to me that's that's a big warning sign and i think that's what vicky is seeing here that's kind of how i read it what do you ladies think
2: I, yeah, I think it's really interesting because I feel like so far in the disc- discourse around uh, Charles, mm-hmm. you know, we've kind of been viewing him as a victim of his past. And, you yeah. know, as this being a co- coping me- mechanism, um, mm-hmm. like a protection for himself. But now, especially with the coil, it feels very predatory. Like, mm-hmm. might be, you know, it might be subconscious, but it's this like... It doesn't stop at his own person. The control, right. right? He he's, and this is what we already said earlier in the in the episode as well. Like he's unwittingly starting to control the people around him, like Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, he does it to what Diana, his uh, previous.
1: Oh yeah, his previous uh... person.
2: Yeah, rendezvous. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there, if you look at it now after having seen these panels, the way that he kind of disregards her needs and only looks at what he wants from her and when he wants that. And then if she, you know, doesn't do what they agreed, it's an issue. But then Mm -hmm. he just kind of discards her. But then it's like, yeah, she'll come back anyway. Like it's, it is very Charles centric with not that much regard for another person. And then for me, this view of seeing his emotions not just bound, but also Mm -hmm. bowing to him, you know, they're not even struggling. Right. They're incredibly submissive to him. And Mm -hmm. it he almost looks like an overlord, like to me, well, when I, when I reached these panels, like they really like did something to me. I was like, Oh my Mm -hmm. God, this is, it's creepy. You know, it's almost like, like something (laughs) thrillery. I don't know. Um, So, i completely agree with you i got so worried for Oof. sam because it's you know we, we saw i think it wasn't it uh, i don't know if it was last episode or the one before uh there was the pool episode where we saw the last heart almost completely melted right yeah but then when you see this that doesn't look like he's completely melted you know this looks yeah. like everything is still in order
1: which makes me wonder oh, what really did he do during his day, like after that whole pool scene to cool off? Like he tightened it back up again. Mm. Oh gosh. And and this has kind of showed me with the the coil of of the snake like chain is that, you know, because I exert so much control over myself and everything around me, I pull people into my orbit and I take them down with
0: me. Yeah. And I do agree with you, Shira, and I don't think it's necessarily intentional, but if somebody doesn't solve their own issues, that's what's going to happen. And it reminds me, I have um, one of my husband's friends grew up in, like, the most ridiculously traumatic, abusive household. Like, Mm -hmm. there's, like, the worst stories you could possibly hear. Like, I can't even repeat it because it's, like, horrible, but he grew up, he married someone, and he tried very hard to, like, be better, and he was a million times better than what he grew up in, but because he never fully. And I, I don't know if it's ever possible, honestly, to fully solve something like that, really. But because mm-hmm. he had never done enough work on it, like he, <laughs> he did that. He was like destructive to everyone around him. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know everyone, but he was destructive to like his wife for sure. Even with all the, like how much better he had become, you know, from, from mm-hmm. his past. And like, if you're so damaged, you do that to people around you. So yeah,
1: you, you <laughs> tend to bleed on what you don't heal. Mm-hmm you bleed all over people uh, nervous <sighs> yeah the this this is like i feel like this was a reality check for us yeah. because we just got through some very fluffy and delicious charles and sam time and i think this is monge's way of saying now hold the phone he's still got a lot of shit he's got to work through and maybe he's not ready for sam yet like emotionally Because if you're that contained and that closed off emotionally, you can't really give yourself to another person emotionally. I don't think he's capable of that right now. He's trying. There's parts where it kind of like, like with the melted heart, it kind of bleeds through and he shows it. And then he rings it back in out of fear, completely out of fear. He is completely motivated by fear. And that's, what's so interesting is that, I think Sam is motivated by wanting to kind of step out of her shell, out of her own controlled nature. And I don't know if emotionally she's going to continue to grow with Charles, especially seeing this. But who
0: I want it, right? Because he's trying to train yeah. her out of her fear, right? She has like right. fear. And he has emotional fear, right? Fear I'm getting too close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so in a way like you know he's the teacher but he needs Mm -hmm. some teaching himself (laughs) oh yes
1: he does well because think about it it's 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 a classic um situation that i see in therapy all the time people who have these codependent tendencies of i will mentor and nurture other people but i'm not going to work on myself because it's so much easier to deal with someone else's issues because you can go home at the end of the day but you can't go home from your own issues So I just
0: maybe that's why his house is so goddamn big because he has to run away from himself. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) God. Uh,
1: You know who who knows, man. (laughs) I'm I'm very interested to see where we go with this. And and again, like does this make me extremely worried for Sam and Charles? Yes. Um, do I think that he means to be bad for her no i th- i think he genuinely does care about her he just doesn't know how to do that um and that may be their downfall as a ship yeah. i'll be real
0: either their downfall or they'll have to go through some massive growth thing which is also mm-hmm. a message that i think is fantastic because yes I, I really do think it's important for people to know that even if you've been damaged there's hope for you, you right for sure <clears throat> for sure
2: of course but i think again it just begs the question like are they the people for each other mm-hmm. with which that growth will happen you know individually as well yeah and i have to say like before you know yeah i was like oh yeah charles needs to you know work on himself he needs to thaw, whatever mm-hmm. um but now like seeing these panels because Monkey made a choice of how to display it right right it didn't have to be this <laughs> intense and scary in a way mm-hmm. like at least to me i don't know maybe i'm easily scared but like this I was no, I got creeped out too. These images, Yeah, and they made me think like, you know, I was like seeing them on a date where you would like shout at the girl and be like, get the angel shot, like get the angel shot, you know, get out mm-hmm. of there, leave. Um, So I'm really curious if we're going to continue down this path of like intensifying Charles's mm-hmm. issues and his potential threat to like Sam's self-confidence or, you know, yeah just her personality, I guess, Mm -hmm. or if, you know, we're going to let this rest for a little bit and then be reminded of like the good moments between them and have this kind of lingering underneath.
1: Right. And this is, this is definitely not shaping up to be good for either one of them, because if both your best friends have a bad impression of your love interest, it's usually pretty foreboding. Um, I think there's something, it has been said that like not a good number of the time your friends are the ones who can accurately determine whether or not the relationship
0: will work out and so this has me worried well I don't think we got a actual opinion of Angela you know mm-hmm. I don't think that what she said can really count for anything yet but yeah mm-hmm. Vicky is I'm curious if we'll get more of Vicky's thoughts later like what will yeah yeah is- Will she try to find out more about Charles herself? Will she try to probe Sam about Charles? Oh, I think so. Does she think stay away? Does she think send him to therapy? Like, is she going to try to talk to him? I don't think she'll do that, but like, well, you know, what's going to be the next? Yeah.
1: Oof. And, and like, clearly what's interesting is like after Vicky yanks her hand away, um, they see that she's distressed. Everyone is kind of like, whoa, what the hell just happened? Like, Vicky, are you okay? Sam says, and you know angela's wigged out too she's like whoa um and vicky's just trying to like play it off she's like yeah it was just a, a muscle spasm i guess i'm low on
0: potassium yeah i think I, th- I think that i don't think vicky is the kind of person to ignore it i think that she just needs no it's not gonna act on it right away like she needs to right, think right. Think about it. sure the right moment time is- to bring it up
1: right. yeah yeah exactly it's kind of an awkward moment to break it up <laughs> like
0: hey you just gave me some really weird fucking vibes get away from my friend dude you <laughs> know more thoughtful, thoughtful than that you know true, she was, I true. Think she's compassionate as well like she she understands okay charles is a person too and mm-hmm. i think she i don't think she would be like oh stay away necessarily i think she would be like you
1: know like oh i wasn't saying that she would actually do that i'm just saying that like that it's not something that would happen she's not, she's not the type to do that now angela would be the type right. to do that yeah. just punch <laughs> <I> mean, him <laughs> like yeah.
0: uh-uh um and you know what and, oh go, go ahead. ahead oh i was just gonna analyze charles's expression in the next one because he' right aware of the effect that he had on her he doesn't get it he's like no he doesn't and he's like what happened but he doesn't understand how strongly he's radiating those vibes oh that's so interesting So uh, he's not aware like he's very. I
2: read it the exact opposite way really really yeah I was like like he looks so skeptical you know like to me it wasn't like because okay if I were to draw this (laughs) Mm -hmm. if I wanted to show him being like you know, like surprised or whatever or confused by her reaction, I would have had mm-hmm. both eyebrows up and been like, you know, like, oh, like, what? But this is like a, like a, you know, I don't know. It looks calculated and it looks like, mm-hmm. it looks like, oh, somebody's on to me. I don't know. But then I'm like, Th- but does he know what it looks like behind him? Does he know of this like slave army of emotions?
1: Oh, wow. You know?
2: And this again begs the question, how... Much of these like visual things we're getting mm-hmm. are meant to be taken at face value. You
0: know, e-
1: I don't know. I don't Not know.
0: Either. I see ah! a point. He does look. He. Does, I could see it. I can see that there's some self. I don't know. I don't know. I can see it both ways. I don't know. <laughs> Guess we'll have to wait. Yeah. Now year. that mm-hmm.
2: now that you said like, oh, he doesn't know like the effect he has, now I'm like, oh, because this is why the podcast is so great because I read it one Mm -hmm. way and I was like oh he looks fucking threatening there and then you're like oh he doesn't know what he's doing and I'm like oh maybe he
1: doesn't well and I mean if we if we think about it in the context of he he tries to be contained and controlled in all public situations um it would be I think it would be a little bit incongruent for him to be like whoa oh what's wrong you know because I don't think he, he no, still yeah. has a lack of self-awareness when it comes to his emotions. So I think, you know, his inability to empathize and read the other person's expression, I think, you know, he's just like, oh, okay. This is kind of weird and awkward. Like, but that's, that's like a Charles controlled expression. So I don't know. I keep going back and forth.
0: Well, oh. that's good. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, they could they're like
1: 50 50 yeah i think we're gonna have to see inside his thoughts before we can really come to a conclusion on this one yeah i mean because the that, that eyebrow cock that's that's the only thing we've gotten out of him in this interaction just a very like yeah. that's it yeah um, i yeah, i have so downstairs episode up.
0: Paul Ekman's book, uh, Emotions Revealed, which is all about analyzing people's faces. Yeah, yeah. So, I said, let's go get it and flip through the pages. <laughs> what does it
2: mean when like, you do Which that? eyebrows raised? How high is it raised?
1: <laughs> and Well, and, and this kind of reminds me of the times in Midnight Poppyland when Tora's face is unreadable.
2: Oh, yeah? yeah. This is
1: very much a, a Charles unreadable face. Yeah. And all we get is just the single eyebrow reaction like he's yes. got a thin lipped line he's he's not like overly affected but I wonder how much he's containing here
2: yeah I don't but know it's guys so true because it's always like men and popular as well it's so expressive and there's mm-hmm. like the subtlest changes of the facial features change the right. expression but so often you still don't know what that expression means mm-hmm. you know it's like are they shocked are they like positively surprised? You know, yeah. I remember when I was on the podcast from Midnight Poppyland, um, some of us were like, yeah, Poppy looks scared in this moment. And then somebody else, and or I don't know if it was in a comment online, was like, oh my God, like Poppy is turned on by this. And I was like, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> how are you getting that out of the same facial expression?
1: <laughs> well, I... I mean, personally, I think that's just people kind of projecting their own read onto it, like yeah. how they would view that behavior, but that's, that's a podcast for another
0: day. Yeah. Mindy, you still <laughs> said you had questions about Vicky or did you already ask them though? Uh, yeah, that was the question is was like, is it magic or is it okay. perception or vibes or whatever? But if you guys want to do a bonus question, um, i would be, i would be pleased if we could do that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm down. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much to my current patrons: Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, Wanelli, Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joelle, Saucy Tacos, Meg, and Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Emelda, Shannon, Esther. i watching you, Taurus, Poppy, Poppyseed, Marie, and Jen. Your support is truly appreciated.